listening to The Real. Man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about The Raw. Wait, they were talking about The Relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The Relentlessly Real Podcast. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 world. Welcome. Yo, yo, yo. We are here. We're back again uh, for another amazing episode of the Relentlessly Real podcast, where we discuss real, raw, and relatable topics. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We're going to kick this off with a bunch of introductions, because we have a bunch of young ladies here on the podcast, along with uh, the other three black men. And here we go. So my name is John. My name is Mike. And as always, I, I'm Terrence. And you can start us off. Um, let's start with Dr. Tony. She's the easiest name for me to say, Dr. Tony. And Dr. Tony, can you just tell us a fun fact about yourself that maybe people don't know? Each person can do that, please. <laughs> All right. So, hey, everyone. I am Dr. Tony. Um, fun fact. I would say most people do not know that I am in a van club. I'm actually I'm a co-founder of a van club. What's a, I'm sorry, what's a van club? <laughs> so like an auto club, you know, people have motorcycle clubs and everything. So yeah, vanners, we go camping together, have a good good time together, but I co-founded one. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Really cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wants to go next, doesn't matter. Okay, well, I am Edwina. Hello, everyone. And um, fun fact about me, well, my girls might know this, but you guys don't know this, that I am a Liberian girl. Mm, got it. Whoever's next, jump in. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nafisa. And a fun fact about me that a lot of people don't know is that I study um, French from kindergarten through 12th grade. All right. Nice. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Angie. And I am a recent self-taught balloon artist. Wow. Oh, that cool. is a fun fact. That's yeah, that's unexpected. I feel okay. like you should have brought a balloon. Actually, like... it's not too late, Terrence. Go, <laughs> yes. run, go run right now and go get a balloon and make one yes. real quick. No, <laughs> make an good. Avenger. Make an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. Um, all you young ladies, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. We have been talking about a topic that we're going to hop into a little <laughs> bit later, and um, we're excited to have some perspectives that are not our own. All right, we all we have been talking about this topic of kind of gender and the roles and what men do versus what women do, and we've been expressing our views over and over and over again. Um, however, this time today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have views from some wonderful uh, co-hosts, and it's going to go down in just a bit. So stay tuned. As always, guys, we would love for you to just say good morning, happy you know, happy Saturday, whatever you want to say. We want to engage with you and, and make sure we're talking to you throughout this podcast. I have the question of the day today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Never. Never yeah. ready. Here we go. <laughs> question of the day is this. Would you rather eat after somebody you don't know or eat something off of the floor? Mm. Mm. Off the floor. And you got to say why. I don't know because people are just nasty. Like, I don't know where your mouth been. At least the floor, if I could do like a five, six second rule. Okay. Floor. I'm, like, I'm thinking of saliva. You could have just had some bodily fluids in your mouth. I'm good. Mm. I'm going to do the floor. <laughs> And this is a great topic after what we were talking about before. Yeah, a, cu yeah. a cupcake? Yeah. Could have been a cupcake, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lace cupcake. You know. we, won't talk about, we won't talk about that on, on this. We have children to listen to, okay? So we're going to keep that off. But, all right, so so uh, anybody else on this topic? You know what? I'm going to have to say after somebody else. I can't, I cannot think about eating off the floor, unless it's my own floor, right? 
because I think about folks, you know, walking through the mud and it's like animal feces and stuff on the bottom of their shoes. Oh, ew, yeah. At least like if somebody took a bite out of something, what's left, you know, I'm hoping they didn't like put it in their mouth and spit it back out. But like off the floor, yeah, that's that's E. coli and all kinds of staphylococcus, you know, all that stuff. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I can't all do right. it. Not if you pick it up so, real fast. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> Five second rule. No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I so mean, I would... caveat. Caveat, could, do we get the chance to choose who the person is? Like, absolutely not. Mike, is? Always, absolutely Mike not. is always adding. Exactly. This is what we <laughs> yeah, don't Mike, do. That's a good question because then that would change. No. That's, that's no. really good. That's no. Really good. I eat out of my wife or, you know. Hilarious. Anyone else yeah. on this topic? I'm thinking, because <laughs> um, I'm always the person like, what, what, what floor are we talking about? And like, who are we talking about? So, like, is this like outside floor or in my house floor? Like, which one is it? Oh but goodness. I think I would go after um, somebody because, especially if I'm able to see the person eat first, so that I can, you know, know what I'm dealing with, and then I can go after the person. But when we talk about <laughs> y'all, had all these scenarios, <laughs> being extra. Yeah, I got. I need like scenarios a matter. Scenarios yeah. matter. Yes, right. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> Angie, you want to add to this one? I don't know, Angie. Can you hear me? She might not be able to hear me. All right, what about you, Mike Terrence? Um, I'm gonna do uh, the floor, like my wood floor. <laughs> I don't wear shoes in my house, so yeah, I'm gonna eat on the floor. You gonna eat off the floor, T? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick the floor. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the floor. Like it's just. I, yeah, I'm with Jeremiah. I trust floor more than people. That's exactly. that's disgusting. Y'all are just that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's like, you, you, you don't know that. You don't know what kind of like gent, with dental hygiene they have. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's the unknown. If it's the floor, okay, it's the floor. <laughs> I already know. It's like I just know, but I don't know you. Okay, but floor. but Terrence, I don't, it's the floor. The, the floor is also yeah, you don't know what people did on the floor. Dogs, people. <laughs> All right, trash. You gotta eat after you R. Guys Kelly. At, you have huh? to eat a meal after R. Kelly. After R. Kelly, Mr. Alpio. <laughs> now what you doing? Now okay, what you doing? Okay, so you presented a different scenario. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's, it's, I just said he's a person. He's a person. Oh, so we're just backing up. We're backing up, Terrence. Two on top of that. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Well, maybe y'all are right. Either way, it is risky. I agree with that. Either way, you're taking a huge chance. I would have to probably opt to eat after somebody. I think that's. I hate to say it after hearing all the responses, but uh, I think I would want to eat after somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't say R. Kelly, but I want to eat after somebody, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's a disgusting scenario either way. I just wanted to get an idea of what you guys are thinking. Anybody else on that topic? Enjoy that chocolate factory, okay? I cannot. No. I cannot. I'm done. All right, listen. Uh, you guys know how we do it. Every time we're going to have turns. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Thanos was right. That's, That's right. his name for today. Thanos That's right. was right. We're going to have him go ahead and hop into the Netflix or chill. So go ahead, Thanos. Okay. So I have been waiting actually weeks to talk about this, what I am what I am currently watching, because I wanted it to get really, really good. And it did. We got to talk about Euphoria. Um, if you have not seen Euphoria, it's now currently on season two. It's on HBO Max or HBO. It streams Sunday, if I'm correct, at nine o'clock. Um, it is just an utterly ama amazing show. Uh, one of the great things about this show is, number one, is the main star is Zendaya. And at 25 years of age, I would have to say Zendaya has proven to be probably one of the best talents there is on the screen. Big screen, small screen, 
so diverse. And if it, no matter what you've, if you've seen Malcolm and Marie, you've seen her in Spider-Man, you've seen her with her, uh, stuff she's done. There's nothing like her working Euphoria. Um, it, it's it's from the beginning to the end. Zendaya is giving you every single thing in her performance. Um, the ever great thing about this show, I think, is so cool, is that it's not just that she they the show features her, but every single character in the show gets their own their, their light, their time to shine, and it's just it's amazing acting. And so season two, I will say it, it it's a little heavy on the nudity. I get totally get that, but the payoff the payoff with Zendaya's acting is worth every hour. Every I look, it's it's one of those shows that you pretty much. I wish it was on Netflix so I could just get through it because I wait every Sunday for it to come on at nine o'clock. I literally would literally would, would have turned up Super Bowl to watch this show if it came on at nine o'clock. It's really 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 good. Uh, I don't know if anybody else had a chance to see it. <clears throat> Um, let me know your thoughts. Like anybody else, and everybody in the comment section, if you've seen like Euphoria, what do you think about it? Because I know it's 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 a hit or miss with some people. Uh, it's amazing to me. It is absolutely so, amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it's a uh, it's a good show. I um I've only gotten up to maybe episode four of season one, and from those episodes alone, like there are like certain triggers in there, um like triggers related to like things that I've experienced back in high school. Like, like for example, like being at a party and like bullies and stuff like that, people mm -hmm. picking on the new guy, you know, that sort of thing. Or even, but, but besides that, like the thought of things happening to my kids, like that's, that's the stuff that's triggering to me. And I'm like, dang, like, you know, kids realize me experiencing stuff out here. Um, just from like talking to teenagers about different types of stuff alone. Um, not to, I guess, to the extreme of certain things that happen in the episode, but certain stuff. Yeah, it, it does happen. So it's just overall, it is a good show. Like you said, Terrence, um, like the acting from not just Zendaya, but like from other actors, too. They're they're really good. They're doing they are really good. They're like the whole cast is yeah. really, really good. Really, really good. I guess I just I just can't believe that. Uh, all that stuff happens at that age. What age is she supposed to be in there? They're high school. And you, you, you got to remember that it, it's also California. So sometimes we got to take ourselves out of like our normal urban, like our type of urban setting. It takes place in a whole, mm. in, in the West Coast. And that's a whole different lifestyle than what we see over here. And so I've seen that feedback too. Like that some of the stuff happens. Well, I mean, as an educator, I can tell you that some of that stuff actually is happening. I'm not, maybe it's not to that extreme in the show. Um, but like, just to give people like a quick thing, the show is not, it, it's, that's a topic, but the main thing is the day is the star. And it's just about a, a teenager who, who is struggles with substance abuse. I mean, she is, she's, she's a, she is addicted mm -hmm. to drugs, hardcore drugs. And it's about the impact it has on her, her parents, her sister, her community, her friends. And they just show you everything that their friends are going through in the midst of her dealing with which in this yeah. is authentic and the director wanted it like that because he also dealt with substance abuse. So he's, he's kind of shown like a, a lens on it, the impact of substance abuse and then how these people should still, these people still need to have some empathy and some like and sympathy for these people. Yeah. And so it's a, just a good show, you know, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just—it's too heavy for me. I—I'm not there, and I have two girls. I didn't—I don't know if you, uh, any of y'all know that, but I have a, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm not ready uh, for anything related to children of of my young girls having to deal with any of those type of things. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I don't want to be triggered by the time. I mean, they're four now. I won't be yelling at them like, don't you do that. And I'm like, it's too early. Like they're four. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is. The one, um, is it Aldoris? She made a good comment how like she successively shredded like the kid star stigma because she has like she just she deserves an like an Emmy for sure. Like it's just yeah. so raw mm -hmm. and authentic. Like she just embodies that character. And okay. I think everybody yeah. is amazing. Like um, Terrence said equally. It is a little heavy. So you might need to balance it with it's like something heavy. funny. Yeah, it's very heavy to so watch a lot the of new, yeah, new episodes, a lot of new yeah. watch two or three, and then watch something else. I'm gonna watch yeah, Encanto, yeah. like take like watching Encanto and then watch that again. Exactly, like that. yeah. <laughs> you gotta balance. There you it. go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't see it, but uh, whatever. I guess Terrence, your that's your Netflix, Netflix and chill for yes. today. Watch okay. if you're not watching it, watch it. I'm telling you. Watch okay. It. She gets an Emmy. Adores, apparently, she's a fan. I don't know what's, I mean, whatever the case. Yeah, she, she already loves, got an Emmy. She's, she's going to get another one. She's going, she, if she's going to get another one. She absolutely deserves it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll check it out from, from that standpoint in the morning. I think we talked about watching TV at night and how yeah. triggering that Maybe is. Maybe not Sunday I'll watch morning. It. Yeah, not Sunday morning. I'm going to go ahead and go to church and then I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll check it out after that. Um, so you guys have been following us uh, for the past couple of weeks. We've been having some great dialogue about um, relationships and ownership and dating and in marriage. And so as we had spoken with our uh, other co-host, new co-host for today about it, we wanted to get the viewpoints of some women. We have been giving our viewpoints for the past couple of weeks. And we were just like, man, we all agree, but maybe maybe women don't agree with us. So we wanted to bring some women on here to talk about the topics um, as a community and so this is what we're going to do today. We're going to actually start off a, a video that we have not shown yet. Um, previously, when we had this conversation, we, we started with another video um, that kind of got the conversation started. But this one kind of goes to the same uh, level of the things that we were already talking about. And hopefully it, it, get, it engages where we were and we can learn some new things about perspective today uh, from women, some, some, some new women. All right. So we're excited. Here we go. Let's check this out. Uh, ladies, we don't know how to communicate. What we consider to be effective communication is not that that is not effective communication. Uh, that's why we have to talk about the same thing over and over and over and over again with our man, because we don't know how to um, communicate. We, we do horrible at that. So let me go through some of the things that we do uh, that, that we don't know we do. We do it. We're where we do it, but we don't know that that's the reason why our communication is ineffective. Um, first thing we do, ladies, uh, we go into the conversation with an assumption. Yes, we do. We already know what we know. And even if that man tell us something different, don't matter because we already have already said in our head that it's what it is. Um, and we write. So, yeah. First thing we do wrong is we go into the conversation with our, with our spouse, with our mate, with an assumption. Now, the next thing that we do, this is something we do, uh, and, and we will say it's because the person that we're having that conversation with is not hearing us, right? We get overly emotional. We make sure that they understand we need them to feel our hurt, our anger, our pain. And that's all that's focused on. Everything else that we say out of our mouth, once we have gotten angry, hurt, and are full of pain, uh, that's all that person here. So even if we're making some points, all they hear is that pain, that anger, that frustration. Yeah, takes away from it. The third thing 
that we do. When we are trying to effectively communicate, ladies, we ain't thought about nothing about that man. We did it. We ain't put ourselves in their shoes, in their position. We are only thinking about us. And the only thing that matters is that we happy and that we satisfied. We don't care nothing about what he doing and what he got going on. And, and, and we don't care. Yeah. So this is part one of It's Mrs. We call it that effective communication course. Uh, yeah. So three things that we do terribly wrong, ladies. And uh, we need to get that together. All right. All right. I'm going to come back with a part two in a minute. All right. Give me a second. All right, so we had a. Uh, ooh, I already I see. I already see uh, next rolling. I already see eyes rolling. I just want to say something. Edwin was smiling the whole time, which already lets me know. <laughs> already lets me know. <laughs> so I'm going to sit back and I'm going to uh, allow the ladies to take the show over from here. What I want to say is just a quick question: Do you agree? Do you not agree with said video? Whoever wants to go first. Let me just say this because I was highly triggered. <laughs> I want to say I want to say this right. I, well, first I'm going to say I think that she made some great points, right? But I, I think what honestly does um, I think bother me sometimes when I see videos like that is it continues to perpetuate the fact that the burden solely rests on women, right? So when she was talking about the fact that, you know, we get overly emotional, like why is it that there's this expectation that our range of humanity is like diminished, right? Why is it that we cannot be those emotional beings? And I think that what we need to, thank you, Kalita, what we need to be, you know, promoting is emotional intelligence all around, right? So when I think about true partnership, because she started out the video talking about, yeah, you know, when you're talking to your spouse or your partner, but we can't just use those words and not have the expectation that folks are going to step into those roles. So what does it mean to be my partner? To be my partner, what it means is that if I'm coming to you and I am being my full human self, so I am emotional in this moment. And so you are getting to see the impact, right? Versus your intention, you're getting to see the impact on me as someone you supposedly love. I don't think that that's problematic. And I think that we need to stop telling women that that is problematic for the same reason that we need to stop telling men that they shouldn't show up in that way as well. You know what I mean? So I think that's the problem I think that I that I have with messages around that is that it continues to perpetuate, you know, lots of stereotypes around communication and around emotion that does not serve women and it does not serve men. I'm going to serve no one in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I have a hard time with people um, generalizing um, situations. I, it, it like really bothers me because when it's like, when you're speaking, for, like, don't speak for me. You don't know me. And yes, I'm a woman and I don't, that's, a, you know, the her three lists, the come in with an assumption is not like, that's not accurate. Um, and so I'm always like, I can only speak from my perspective and mm -hmm. I never like say, this is what us women or whatsoever. So that was what I found problematic about that. Um, because I don't resonate that I don't agree with what she was saying because that's not how I go into any communication. And I feel like communication is a two-way street. So it's like how I'm coming into a, a, um, a conversation whatsoever, I'm expecting it to be you know reciprocated. And so I don't know, I feel like she was saying it from like a one side um, 
I don't know, like a one-side conversation or something. So I don't know. I it's just I was I was bothered. <laughs> That's what I would say. I was bothered. What you yeah. Mean? yeah, I would actually have to agree with you there, um, Edwina, because I think it's very narrow-minded to kind of be like everybody has oh, females have this preconceived notion when they enter a conversation. To be honest, anybody that's starting a conversation is walking into it with the intentions of sharing their point of view. How else do you start a conversation if you don't have a point of view on what you're even trying to discuss? So how would I come to my spouse or my you know, friend, my other, whoever's on the other side of the conversation with their viewpoint? I don't know their viewpoint yet. That's the whole reason we're having a, a discussion about it. So I think it's kind of like, wow, for her to be like, yeah, women come with this preconceived notion. No, I'm coming with my thoughts surrounding a topic. And now I am endeavoring to dialogue back and forth to see what your thoughts are on the topic. So that was really interesting. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I agree with everything that you all said. And I don't know, it was just triggering for me. Like I felt like the overly, overly emotional is just almost like, get, like I just think of like gaslighting. And then it's also just like, I feel like shrinking like our, our voice. Like, are, we, are you supposed to go in and like walk on eggshell and not be passionate and be real and authentic about how you feel with your partner? Like if, if you are emotional in that moment, then it's then you're emotional. That's how you feel. Like you can't tell someone how to feel in a situation. I do see how there could be value in maybe sometimes waiting to have a discussion because like you're so, your emotions are so elevated and heightened. So with age, I've learned that to not like to shelf something sometimes. Like I'm too mad. I'm gonna I'm I'm revisit this like in the morning or revisit it a little bit later. So I can see value in that, but I really <laughs> do not. I just, I just did not like how she just, she worded that. Like we're just, you know, we just overly emotional. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really sick of that narrative too. Like I'm, it's, I'm over that as far as with women. And I think somebody in the chat, a woman said like all women aren't emotional. And if we are emotional, there's a reason for that emotion. So I just felt like it's like invalidating someone's feelings and something they're passionate about. And I'm not, I'm not here for that. And the other thing, sis, you know, for me, I think that the the, the biggest issue is, is again, that the burden falls on, on yes. women. Nice. And so, you know, one thing that I, that I'm noticing a lot here lately um, and maybe it's just because I'm more uh, present on social media, but there's a lot of us, especially black and brown women doing the work of misogynoir. That's the part that I, I think I'm kind of like tired of. It's a lot of us doing the work of telling women, especially black and brown women, like how to show up and, you know, but there's not. So like the, in terms of you're, you're right, sis, I agree with you. I think that that is very mature, virtually uh, very emotionally mature. Um, and emotionally intelligent to have the wherewithal to think, you know, I need to table this conversation until later. And the problem that I have with that is that that onus from my perspective is more often than not placed on women, right? So when we show up and we're quote unquote emotional or passionate, then there's this, this notion that we need to calm that down. And when men do it, they're passionate. When we do it is, oh, th she's this. We're all emotional beings. Like that's part of actually what makes us human. So that's why when I first started talking, I was talking about a range of humanity. I think that for, for women too often, you know, there's this push for us to, to narrow that range in ways that we can and should show up in relationships. Um, you know, I am someone who was separated, about to be divorced, 
you know, um, hopefully uh, in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, I think about the the impact or the role that communication has played in my, you know, former relationship and even other relationships. And from my experience, yeah, there's been this onus placed on me, especially as a Black woman, to show up differently in this expectation that, well, no, you need to check that. But if I'm passionate, if I'm showing up fully and authentically, you know, as long as I'm not disrespecting you, right, and I'm sharing with you the impact of your words and your actions, um, you should... For if you love me and you care about me, that should be something that you welcome, right? It's something that you you expect from me as well. Absolutely. I wasn't gonna talk. I told you I, we want to hear yeah, from y'all listen, today. Listen. Like we just listen. Like, <laughs> I'm because, hearing y'all. I'm like, okay, right? Because we've had this conversation before, and I can see, you can see the women. I'm like, yes, sis, talk to them. <laughs> Let them do know. And, and look, and we, we knew that was gonna happen. We knew yeah, that was we, gonna we happen. see the energy, y'all. Yeah. We see y'all. Um, your 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 responses to it. My my thing before we move on, can, if you guys all don't mind, just so we have a, pers- a sense of perspective, where you are in terms of like, are you dating? Are you married? Are you separated? Divorced? Whatever. Like, just so we know what lens or vantage point you're speaking from and help us better understand. So uh, Dr. Tony, you already said you were on in the process of being um, divorced, I believe, right? Yes. All right. Um, everyone else, if you don't mind disclosing. Sure. I'm divorced. So I'm currently single and I guess dibbling in the dating pool a little <laughs> bit. Decided doesn't have pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I'm married. <laughs> And I'm married as well. All right, so married, married, uh, divorced, and dibbling in a in a. Uh, you said the dibbling dating. in. A, I don't know a pool. You said a it's pool. A dating pool. Oh, the dating it. pool. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, was there any part of that video? Because I, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I, I, obviously, we always have to talk from a broad strokes approach, yeah, right? Broad and I think we always often have to have that conversation. And I think no matter how we have this conversation, no one's gonna be able to say the full breadth of everybody's experiences, right? So we yeah, get we that, we understand so. that, and we, but we, <laughs> but there are, there are some things that are, are, we're seeing surfacing in our own marriages and we're seeing surfacing in other friends of ours that are men's marriages as well. So is there any part of the video that you thought was true or there were elements or spaces of that that you agree with? Not exactly. And I say not exactly or like yes and no, because, Okay, I'll, I'll start by saying this. She is a contrarian in the sense she'll say whatever is the opposite of the popular opinion for clickbait. You know what I mean? And I think that that viral effect, I'm not even always convinced that like she believes what she's saying. So it's hard for me to get behind that. But in the general sense of like some of the things, she's not really wrong. I think where it goes left is that you're overgeneralizing it and putting it on just females as if males don't do it as well. Now, if females is her, her, her audience and who she wants to speak to and who she wants to address, then I guess I could get, you know, why she would be, you know, addressing us in that way. But it gets a little, it gets a little weird for me because things that she's saying can be true, but it's true of both sexes. It's not just something that females do and it's not just something that men do. And I think that's the reason why this conversation can kind of go on for weeks and weeks and weeks because we can unpack it from you guys' perspective. We can unpack it from our perspective. And then hearing each other's side of it is only going to bring up 
as you can see, you know, like the more things are going to just start coming to rabbit hat, you know, for lack of a better term. So it's, it's not that I don't really agree or disagree with what she's saying. I just think it's interesting that that's the perspective that she's choosing. And she's like riding that to the wheels fall off as if what she's saying is not something that couldn't be said about everybody across the board. So that's just really interesting to me. And then it's like, I think she's falling victim to some of the things that she's even saying, because you're talking about communication and all these things that females allegedly have, but it's like, she's coming to the table offering her opinion with a preconceived notion that people are going to be able to, you see them says it's like she's doing the exact same thing that she's accusing all females of doing it. And it's like, sis, don't you see her like a part of the problem you're trying to highlight? It's weird. weird. Yeah, I, I think I, I had a. I, I I want I wanted to answer like, to, to put a a question on John's question because I think even with her doing it, she is doing broad strokes. So it's almost like if it doesn't apply to you, let it fly. She's mm -hmm. trying to speak to the ones that it does apply to. Let it make sense. Which is why John's asked, "Do you think any part of what she's saying could be true?" And so I, I, I like your answer, Angie. That's, that's all I want to say. I mean, I just felt like. I think just the way she worded it, like the generalization and the way she was saying, like, ladies, I'm talking to you and women, even though it's broad strokes, it's like I'm talking to women. It wasn't just like, you know, just people where it could be anyone. Then it's like, OK, if it applies, let it fly. But it's like you're generalizing and, and specifically saying women and ladies, this is our problem in communication. Not that this is the problem in communi communication, period. But, you know, like I said earlier, my initial answer, I do see where there can be value in realizing that your emotions are too heightened at a point where you can even have a productive conversation, because sometimes it can be like that. And it's like, OK, this is not going to I'm not going to get the result I need. This is not going to be productive for either one of us. So I, I, I think I'm going to need to wait to maybe shelf this, like realizing and having that emotional intelligence to say, OK, I'm, I'm going to need to shelf this and maybe talk about this a little bit later. And then sometimes you just don't. And it's and you're you're in that moment and you're really, really upset and you're emotional. And as you know, my sister Tony said, like, if you're my partner or my friend or whatever, and you really know me and this is something that I'm very upset about and I'm passionate about, then you need to welcome that at that moment. And we need to talk through it and work out and you need to see how you hurt me or how I feel invalidated, or how I feel disrespected. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who cares about me, you should want to, you, you should want to support me in that moment and clarify if that wasn't your intention. And then we can see how we can do things better. Because it's always like, okay, like if you don't know, that's one thing. But once I've told you that when you do this, this hurts me. When you do this, I feel disrespected. When you do this, I feel invalidated. And you continue to do it, then that's a different, then that's a different conversation. Or maybe we don't we no longer need to have any conversations at all. Because now I feel like you're doing it on purpose. So it's like, it's like yes, and like, you know, like Tony said. So that's the part that's kind of what bothered me, the generalization um of it in general. But I can see value at times of realizing when you need to wait a minute to have a to have a discussion. I, I respect that. That that just reminded me of like um, unrealistic expectations, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't lay out what those expectations are, as far as like uh, you know what you expect, to, how how you expect me to respond to something when a situation comes up. Um, hey, I don't like the way you cook this. Like, cook it this way, or like, hey, can you clean up this way, or whatever the case. Like, identifying those expectations then now it's like a, you know, we're not trying to read your mind type situation, but okay, now it's on me 
to take that into consideration and take responsibility in that. Absolutely. But if, if I don't have the expectation up front, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark, you know, but that's the learning process and having the communication and all that other stuff. So I got you. So I think this is a great conversation. And I think the one thing that I would push, not even, I wouldn't even want to say push back. You guys have had a really interesting perspective. I will say that. Um, what our podcast last week, for instance, was about ownership versus her owning her, right? Like that was that was the conversation that we were having. And so in having that conversation, what I've heard, what I'm hearing you say, or what I believe I hear you say is, this is not for me because she's it's it's broad. It's for all women. Or it, she's saying it's for all women and all women shouldn't own that or whatever. So my question, I guess, is, well, what do women own? Do women take ownership in these roles? Because I mean, because we're saying... These conversations, you said it was, somebody said it would be okay if it was like for everybody. Somebody said that earlier in this conversation, and so my my question kind of is, what what would you own within this type of conversation though? Like, would you say, oh, I could be less emotional um, when I deliver a conversation to my uh, significant other, or you know, whatever other point that she made? Is there any level of ownership that you believe you should take as a woman, or you feel like? It's just too much of a big conversation to have in a in a micro kind of way. Now, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because um, you know, there's you know, as Angie was saying earlier, there's a lot of of things that she said that I could get behind, right? Like as someone who like I've worked really really hard on my communication skills over the years. Like I've I worked really really hard, and I'm still you know not perfect at it. But my point is like when we think of like coming to a conversation being less emotional, like for me, I think that the issue is, is, is again, the onus is placed on women. And so instead, one thing that I've had to do, you know, in working on my communication skills is how can I show up and be more clear, right? Because as a human being, I am an emotional being. So my emotions aren't the issue. And the reason why I push back against that so much is because historically and even present day, as a woman, we're made to feel like our emotions are an issue. And so the issue is, is clarity. And so when I'm showing up, I should be able to, if for whatever reason, that moment, I'm like crying like a, you know, just, just crying profusely, but that's how I'm showing up. As long as I can through those tears and through the, you know, the little ugly face cry, I can be clear, right? If, if that's, you know, for me, yes, more than likely, I'm gonna wait to have that conversation. But what I'm saying is, suppose I wait and then I start talking and then I find my emotions, you know, coming up again. Right. So then what do you do? Like, I need to show up as a human being that I am and be like, all right, well, let me take some deep breaths and focus on being clear in my communication. Right. And so, like, even in terms of, you know, she says something about, you know, women showing up, you know, having assumptions. I see that someone in the, in the chat also said, well, yeah, a lot of times we do. We show up with our own assumptions based on you know, the ways that we've interpreted things and that's okay. But I think what's, what's not okay about messages like these sometimes is it makes it a battle of the sexes, right? And I think that that fuels a lot of tension between and among women and men. Whereas instead we need to be having conversations about how do we, sh first of all, how do we do the self-work, right? That's what I, you know, started talking about is that I had to do a lot of self-work. How do we do the self-work as individuals to show up to communicate effectively? Well, what is effective communication? That means that when I'm sending a message right to a receiver, that person is receiving the message in the way that I intended. So that's that's basic definition 
of effective communication. So how do I do the self-work to do that? Number two, then how do I show up with my partner and we collectively do that work? How do we say, how do we pause in a moment of contention when we notice that a conversation is going left and be like, look, we committed to being clear. We committed to being good listeners. We committed to protecting the integrity of this relationship at all costs, right? Even when things get tough. Right now, we're not doing that. So that's where my issue comes is I think the conversation, it may seem broad, you know, her message, but actually it's very narrow to me. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually too narrow because we all need to work on those things. We're all human beings. So we all have assumptions. Our brains build schema, right? That's basic knowledge. So we all come to the table with these things. But when we don't frame the conversation correctly as a matter that, you know, that needs to be brought up amongst other, you know, people and not just men and women, I think it does more damage and it doesn't serve any of us. Yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking um, was I think oftentimes because you made a good point about clear communication. And I think what I what I hear her highlighting as a man is that when sometimes when women talk from emotional space, we don't hear that. Like we don't hear, like we stop listening because it's like, okay, you're just being too emotional about this for me to, to hear it. So the question really is, because you're saying, and I, I hear you, and I'm glad you said the things you said, because you, you're speaking to, I'm a whole person, I'm an emotional being, let me be who I am. And I'm saying on the other side of that topic though is, he's a whole different person, and when you are that emotional being, his ears shut down. So do you want to be communicating effectively so that he hears it? Or do you want to communicate to be all of who you are? I'm not saying it has to be either or, mm -hmm. but that's kind of what presents itself in these kind of situations, right? Because we want to hear you, but we only sometimes sometimes can only really hear you when you're when you're calmer and not as emotional. Mm -hmm. And and, I, and I'm I'm gonna yeah, jump so in because as John get as John gets like because I want him to play the video with the guy talking is because like. I don't want to ruin how because I want actually John plays. I actually want to talk about what the guy said after that because mm -hmm. I agree with Tony that effective communication. Yes, it is about packaging my my communication so the per person can hear it. But part of effective communication, I said it before, is knowing my target audience. And so the issue is with when it would come. My standpoint with this is that this is why in in broad strokes, I'm only speaking broad strokes, why men communicate effectively with men. And while women tend to communicate effectively better with other women, and there's a disconnect when we communicate with each other, because we, on broad strokes, we communicate differently. I'm gonna challenge one one point that you all made. Yet yeah, I get there are some men, and actually I think I lean to be more emotional than most men. But on the broad strokes, most men are quick to be more less emotional and tend to be more equation based. This happened and this happened, so therefore this happened. And so sometimes when it is, let me just chat. I think it, 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 there's a problem when it's too much on any side. Mm -hmm. If I'm too equation based and I don't understand your emotions, then to communicate, it's going to be a disconnect. If you're overly emotional and you can't look into the lens of me looking at the logic or the equation behind it, there's going to be a disconnect. And what I like, what I liked about her video is because her video, and I understand what you guys are saying, it's really about reaching the other side like if if, if i want to if you're into if you're watching this episode whatever it is and my goal from this topic was how do i as a single woman as a married woman find a way to break the communication barrier with my with the, my partner of the opposite sex and so and understanding even in broad strokes because there are some commonalities here how does this person receive this message 
because I can I can only be the best at being me. I'm a man, which is why I actually tend to like lean more into hearing from women when they communicate with my partner, because I can only be me. And so listening to the other voice, just it kind of changes it. Okay, cool. Oh, so when I said this, she heard this. So my communication is all off because that's not what I meant. And so even though I said it the right way, I, I, I packaged it. I thought it, it was not receptive to my target audience. And therefore, it may be effective communication, but it's miscommunication because it's being missed. And that's that's just where I'm kind of my label of coming from is just I always want women to see. And I'm not saying you all doing it because I think you, you, I love the responses and I'm loving this episode. But what I what I often I see is a lot of, yeah, yeah, she's right, she's right, she's right, she's right, she's right. But you're trying to communicate with men, and it and and at some point, if if your if your goal is to communicate and to to get to get to keep sustain communicate with your man, you gotta hear from him, and his point has value. And I often feel like when men complain, broad strokes, our point about this has no value, which is why I wanted to invite you know you all on. If that makes sense. No, Terrence, I, I um I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that like okay, when when my husband and I were doing premarital counseling, we had a session completely about communication, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the basic things that we learned that we should that I still try to keep before me to this day, not just with him, but when I deal with anybody, is that we all filter how we respond to things through our experiences. 100%. So so that means that whether I'm a woman or a man, talking to a woman or a man, if I can if I can at least have shared experiences, then the communication barrier is only gonna go but so far. So I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it necessarily becomes solely about like men understanding men, and so they can typically communicate better, and women understand women, so they typically communicate better. But I think at a more basic level, like if if we have shared experiences, like we come from the same neighborhood, we have similar uh, upbringings or backgrounds, like we have all these things in common, I'm more likely to see your position and point before somebody that doesn't have those same experiences. I think that even if you're just thinking about it from that type of standpoint, I mean, I know that probably opens up a whole different, you know, but I think, I think that, like we mentioned before, the battle of the sexist stuff that kind of comes from these type of videos, but it's like, I think when you take that lens off of it or don't look at it from just that perspective, you'll see that we're really not as as we're often painted out to be. And I think when you can put that before yourself first, that takes the pressure off of communication so that I can really see you for who you are and understand your experiences and where you're coming from. So then that even begins to soften my heart, prepare my mind, open my ears further to what it is that you may be trying to even get across to me in the first place. I love that you said that, sis. I love that you said that because I think that that that's kind of, you know, where I was getting at in terms of like this conversation, you know, even in listening to to Terrence speak, I mean, obviously that's his perspective. So that's his truth. And 
For me, it also just solidified the fact that a lot of the ways that we show up into situations, especially as men and women, um, are based on like our socialization. So I think in many ways, it's not that, I mean, the research has shown, it's not that men have different, vastly different brains than women. Like that's not even true. But what it is, is that we socialize our boys to, it's not that, you know, men and boys don't have emotion. If that were true, Terrence wouldn't have been able to just admit that, yeah, I'm probably more emotional than most men. It's because of Terrence's experiences that he shows up that way. And that when those emotions arise for Terrence, he doesn't kind of try to tamp them down. and like, oh no, that's not the man thing to do. So that's why I said, when we're talking about these conversations about communication, as Angie just pointed out, it's about people coming together, right? And it's about connecting with other people because you're right, Terrence, we gotta, we have to make sure that we're aware of who our audience is as a person. If I looked at another man, if I, if I walked into a conversation with a man and thought, oh, he's just a man, what was the point? Because if I'm going into it thinking, oh, he's not going to understand what I'm saying because he's a, no, I, I go into it like, here's a connection we have. Here's, here's a way that I can communicate with him or her. And, and if that were the case, we got to think there are all types of relationships, right? So not every woman is with a man, right? So, you know, so how does that work? So that's why I think that that's why for me, I'm always pushing to to take this conversation out of the man versus woman thing, because all we do is continue to perpetuate ways of oh, being for women and ways of being for men. I'm raising my son to tap into his emotion. I don't want him showing up to a relationship and being like, oh, I'm a man. So I'm emotional. Well, she's emotional. So, you know, I'm going to put this wall up and maybe not on a conscious level, but even subconsciously. So this is this is bad. It goes against who I No, no, no. If you're feeling some type of way, son, then you show up in that conversation and you express this is how you're feeling because I refuse as a as a mother of a black boy, you know, soon to be black man, to have him showing up and perpetuating the same things that we've all been fed, you know, because it again, it doesn't serve him and it won't serve the person that he's with. You know, he's dating now. So I'm constantly like, Kayla, with your girlfriend, you make sure you hear her. You know what I mean? I don't want him showing up mm -hmm. thinking Absolutely. that. You know what I mean? That that mm -hmm. men are one way. No, 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 no. No, you meet her in the middle. You connect. All right, so I'm going to uh, move, uh, the, shift the conversation a little bit more. Uh, Terrence alluded to a video. I'm going to go ahead and show it right now. Okay, here we go. Well, two things. One thing I, I feel the need to mention real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> this is especially for the men. Okay. So what I have realized in all my years of doing this is that men tend to forget that women typically are emotionally wired or more emotionally wired. Yeah. And so what happens is when she comes to you and expresses a concern, mm -hmm. if that concern does not line up in your head logically, men tend to dismiss it. Okay. Fact. And, and, and they don't consider how she's feeling. And I want men to understand, you have to learn that we have to accept men and women are different. Mm -hmm. we, we, we are just built differently. And in understanding our differences, we can create more harmony with each other. When that woman says to you, I, this is how I feel. It's not about your logic at that point, bro. It's about how she feels. Mm. All right. And you got to tap into that in that moment. And, and if you say, well, how do I know she's not lying? Listen, if she's a good woman otherwise, then there's no reason to assume it's a lie right mm. now. All right. If you know she has not been a problem for you, then don't project that negativity on her. Mm. Just take her as her as her expression at that moment and understand her emotion. So it's almost like if a woman says to you, I don't feel safe, but to you, I see no danger around. <laughs> it's like, nah, you okay, just keep going. And it's like, no, nah, but, but she's telling you she does not feel safe. As a man, you have to tap into that. Okay, baby, what, what can I do to help you feel wow. safe? Or maybe, you know what? Since you don't feel safe, we're gonna remove from oh, this environment. Wow. 
And I think what happens is so many women feel dismissed and devalued because as men, again, we keep focusing on logic, 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 but they're talking about their emotion, what they're feeling. And that's real. It may not be real to you in that moment, but that danger or her uncomfortableness in that moment is real to her. Mm -hmm. So you have to meet her there. All right. Now going, well, two things. One thing I'm, all right, so that's that's the video on women's feeling safe and validating that feeling or validating that thought. I just want to say, why? See, it's mighty funny how all these heads are shaking. These necks <laughs> nodding, but ain't nobody gonna say, "Well, it's he's too broad because he used all men." Ain't nobody gonna. You know this. <laughs> this is applicable for every, all of y'all. All y'all men need to hear this. All y'all men. <laughs> Look, so quickly, because I'm gonna let you all talk. The reason why I found that video is because this video. This video, it made me cancel out the girl's point number two. Because I used to think, oh, when she, when the girl, the lady before made that point number two, we're too emotional, we're too much. I'm like, yeah, y'all too emotional. And we're so, we're so logical based. And he challenged me because he was just like, okay, so you need to lean into her emotion. And I was like, oh, dang, you're right. Because, because I'm so equation based, I immediately dismiss what she feels in that moment. Which mean, and that's not okay because that's how she came. She comes to the table in the conversation, and as a man, I can't dismiss that because I'm more logical and I'm more equation based. I'm like, how could you not know I cared about you? I did this. I did this. I've done this. I've done this. The equation means x x x x x equals o. What you mean? I don't care about you, but whatever it is, she feels at this moment you don't care about her. Let's unpack that. And so I dismissed her point number two. It was like, that might not be a bad thing as long as the person is willing to lean into the other side. That's yeah. me. I have to disagree with you in the sense that I would still be like, he's general, you know, overgeneralizing. And the only reason, <laughs> only reason I'm going to say that, and I realized that like I, I'm only one uh, like specific viewpoint or, or narrative of a black woman. But to be honest, most times there's some type of disconnect or disagreement. I'll use my own relationship. So I'm the type of person, I am situationally emotional. I, I have enough, enough logic and I know, like I'm, I am a thinker by nature. Um, and because I'm also a talker by nature, I have had to work really hard with, first of all, not saying everything I think in my head out loud, like, <laughs> because that to get me in trouble for what but so I'm the type of person on the emotional side of it I can bottle up and I'm not saying it's healthy I know it's not healthy and I'm I'm, I'm unlearning it at this point in my life but I, I will bottle emotions and try to keep them down until I have crossed them in a way to communicate them logically because I know well for one in my household we're, we can both be emotional, my husband and my son. We can both be very emotional, and, and he'll just speak from whatever he feels, just like I can just speak from whatever I feel. So if we're both in that space, somebody's got to be like, okay, hold on, wait a minute, you're at 10, bring it back down. So I have just kind of naturally become that person. So I will kind of suppress my emotions enough just to be like, and like we were talking about earlier, just if, if I'm on 10, you don't want me to talk on 10. Let me just get down to like a six, a five. We could come back to this conversation. So I think that in that sense, just speaking from that emotional piece, like 
your emotions can cloud your logic. And every guy, or that could be overgeneralizing, but I don't think it's fair to say that all guys have the ability to even do that. I think more guys than y'all may be given credit for will jump straight to their first reaction is raw emotion and less logic. Mm -hmm. I really think that. And at least in, in a lot of instances, even outside of like my husband, just in observing like male friends and people in my life, but like I really think that in a general sense, men are a lot more emotional than they want to even give themselves credit for. Sometimes that raw reaction that they give, they, they don't realize if you go to 10 on something, something upsets you, how you rawly communicated, you raise your voice, whatever the case is, however you communicate that, I don't think that they naturally equate that with that's me showing my emotions, but that's exactly what that is. And so I think that men are honestly just as, as emotional as women. Emotions don't always mean I'm crying, I'm having a meltdown, and I'm trying to talk this to you and you. Yeah, so it's not, it's like, I think that because when I, I know that naturally when I hear people say, oh, she's emotional, even me, that's the first thing I think is like, oh, that's a sis trying to talk through tears. But it's like emotions is so much more than just your meltdowns and all of that. So, I mean, I feel like I'm talking too much. I'll let somebody else say something. But I think that that's like the start of it is that I think that honestly, guys are a lot more emotional and expressive of those emotions than they even want to give themselves credit for. And so that's why his kind of like, it's still an overgeneralization. I appreciate T.A. Bro Bro for spit game because what he's saying is true. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I will. Uh -huh. It is true. Uh -huh. It is true what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? But it's still an overgeneralization because he's he's still running under the assumption that every guy will have that moment where he's just like, bro, like, you're talking about this. Like, like the safety thing. Like, it's, it's nobody around you. There's no weapons around here. Nobody's running. Nobody's running up on you. Like, I don't see how you don't feel safe. I get what he's saying, but it's also still uh, an overgeneralization because I just think it, it's expressed differently and it, it comes across differently. But y'all just as emotional. 